Turn in your Bibles to the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 12. This is an Old Testament commentary on Psalm 67, Genesis chapter 12, and that's on page 8 of our Pew Bibles. I'll be reading the first nine verses, Genesis chapter 12. Considering that idea of blessing. And hear God's word, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. This is the word of God. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. And when they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At the time, the Canaanites were in the land. And then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going towards the Negev. Amen to this reading of God's holy and divinely inspired word. Uh, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, we pray uh, that your Holy Spirit would be working in each of our hearts as we study holy scriptures together. Uh, Pray that you would be uh, guiding us, Father, in your paths of righteousness Pray that we would be growing in our grace and knowledge and love of Christ so that we would indeed be um, your shining lights in the darkness. And we ask this all in Christ's name. Amen. You know, at the beginning of this new year, A.D. 2019, uh, many people are searching for new patterns for their lives. Maybe a new pattern for eating. Cato diet, Mediterranean diet, Weight Watchers. You're looking for a new pattern for faithful exercise. You know, CrossFit, Pilates, Zumba. Maybe you're looking for a, a new pattern for uh, saving more money, spending less money. You know, but hopefully you've started or you've revived your new plan for the daily reading of Scripture and for spending time in prayer. 
Again, there's an abundance of awesome plans uh, for reading through Scripture. There's 20 or more different plans there, uh, detailed for us there on uh, the sheets on the back table. But, you know, considering it, there, there seems to be a shortage of strategies for faithful and fervent prayer. So this morning, I would invite you to turn to Psalm 67. It's on page 481 of our Pew Bibles here in this brief and beautiful psalm. Our God graciously gives us his, gives his church a strategy for gospel prayer. Indeed, we could almost call Psalm 67 our 2019 HPC Hope Presbyterian Church Prayer Guide uh, for Gospel Prayer. It's a scriptural guide. It's a simple guide for believers who seek to live for Christ in a sinful and world and, and prayerfully share Christ's love with the lost. Now, and here, as we look at Psalm 67, we'll, we'll take a we'll have a brief overview of the whole psalm, and then we'll focus in on the first two verses. You know, but in, in this psalm, I believe that the Lord teaches us that gospel prayer focuses on faithfully praising God and fully proclaiming his gospel. So how can we as a church be focusing on gospel prayer in 2019 You know, here in these opening verses of Psalm 67, uh, we see God's method for gospel prayer, a motivation for gospel prayer, and finally, the the mission uh, of gospel prayer. It begins with a gospel method for for prayer. And here, I'll give you a brief overview of Psalm 67. This is the... uh, uh, the bird's eye view from 30,000 feet or the jetliner view. Uh, but look there at the beginning. We have the superscription there before verse 1. It's to the chief musician, to the choir master. Uh, we could say the worship leader. It's with stringed instruments. The psalm is meant to be sung. That's why I believe it was helpful for us to sing Psalm 67 this morning. It's a great way to memorize scripture. It's a psalm. It's a song. It's a call to prayer and praise. And so a a brief outline for Psalm 67 would would go something like this. There in verses 1 and 2, there are gospel petitions Three gospel petitions there in verse 1. First, that God would be gracious to us. Secondly, that God would bless us. Uh, More on that in a few moments. But to bless us, it doesn't mean we're praying for material prosperity. This is not a health and wealth gospel here. Third, that petition is that God would make his face shine upon us. You know, and then in verse 2, we can see God's purposes for these petitions, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all the nations. You know, it's helpful to have a study Bible, and I have a few different ones. One that I I use is the 
English Standard Version Literary Study Bible, and there's a note there about Psalm 67 that says, Psalm 67 is a prayer that God will bless his people, Israel, and I believe the church as well, that God would bless his people, Israel, so that the rest of the world may come to know the true God. So we have these gospel petitions. And in verses 3 through 5, there's gospel praise. Uh, the petitions of the opening verses lead to praise. Gospel praise in verses 3 through 5 led to the peoples praise you. Let all the peoples not only should the Jews be praising God, but here is that call for redeemed Gentiles as well to be praising God. This call to praise is so important, it's repeated again in verse 5, and, and Bible scholars say that verse 4 is the centerpiece of this psalm. It's a missionary psalm. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity or with righteousness and guide the nations upon the earth. It's truly a prayer for the salvation of the nations, the gospel salvation of the nations. Charles Spurgeon, the preacher, reminds us that one of the great themes of the Psalms, of this Psalm, is the participation of the Gentiles in the worship of Jehovah. The psalmist is full of it. He hardly knows how to constrain or express his joy. You know, we take that for granted today. You know, that God has graciously grafted us in with his people. You know, we're, we're part of that vine. We're united with Christ. A call to prayer and to, and to praise. And the psalm closes there with gospel proclamation. You know, here's a, a gentle landing. If, if you've flown lately, you know, you're always glad when that pilot puts you square in the runway and you can hardly feel the wheels touch. And here the psalmist does that. The, the earth has yielded its increase. There's this assurance of a gospel harvest. Again, the assurance that, that God, our God, has blessed us. He shall bless us. You know, and, and how has God greatly blessed us? He has brought about the removal of the dread and deadly curse of sin. You know, there is no greater blessing. And so he closes there, the psalmist, let all the ends of the earth fear him or reverence him or worship him. There's a helpful insight here by Alec Motier. He writes, the teaching of Psalm 67 is that God blesses us that the world may come to know his salvation. Blessing puts us under responsibility. You know, keep that in mind as we go through this psalm. You know, after this brief overview of Psalm 67, you know, what is our gospel responsibility? You know, setting the stage again for, for these opening verses. 
You know, the, the two responsibilities that, that God gives to us are these. First, gospel prayer. And then secondly, gospel proclamation. And so with that in mind, let's dig into those first two verses of Psalm 67. We move from a gospel method for prayer. Now we see a gospel motivation for prayer. You know, that... I need that in my own prayer life. You know, and here God motivates us. Um, even as we pray. Uh, again, to those petitions, taking a closer look at the petitions. First petition, uh, for God's grace. May God be gracious to us. You know, before we zip along and uh, say those words and not ponder them, you know, what's the psalmist asking God for here? It's a prayer for God's unmerited favor to undeserving sinners. I believe this is a prayer that we should pray every day. Lord, you were, you were gracious to me yesterday. You graciously brought me through the night. Lord, I, I pray that you would be gracious to me again today. Lord, don't deserve it. Can't earn it. But Lord, be gracious to us. Be gracious to us when we foolishly or ignorantly sin. Be gracious to us when we reject the truth of your word rebel against your life-giving ways, or when we resist the convicting work of your Holy Spirit. It's a plea not only by the saints, this is a prayer we should be praying, but it's a prayer as well by sinners. Luke chapter 18, verse 13, a familiar parable of Jesus, the tax collector and and the public and the Pharisee are praying. And this is the prayer of the tax collector. Luke eighteen thirteen. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God be merciful to me a sinner. You know, we ought to be praying that every day. God be merciful to me today, a sinner. But then praising God that he is indeed merciful to us. Note too, back to Psalm 67 verse 1, that, that it's a corporate prayer. You know, may God be gracious to us. This is a prayer that we as Christ's church ought to be praying together. You know, it's been called... Again, the Latin, the Paternoster, the Our Father of the Old Testament, Our Father, Lord's Prayer of the New Testament. You know, this is the Our Father of the Old Testament here. May God be gracious to us. Thought about it this morning, even in Sunday school, the memory verse in the adult class part of it was 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. Paul's prayer for Timothy that he would be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Lord, be gracious to us. Secondly, second petition in this gospel motivation for prayer, 
May God be gracious to us and bless us. You know, we, we use those words so lightly, and I'm guilty of it. You know, bless your little heart. Someone sneezes, God bless you. What are we praying for here when, we, when we're asking the Lord, creator of the universe, the one who sits upon the throne, the one who has redeemed us in Christ, Lord, bless us. You know, still Christmas on my mind, and if you saw the Christmas carol or read it, you're probably familiar with the, the closing words of Tiny Tim, you know, God bless us, everyone. You know, what does that mean? You know, I know the, the family has received, I think, a plump goose salary increase. You know, is that what a blessing is? You know, Lord, give me a good tax refund. To bless us, I believe, it would entail, at, at the very least, these four things. You know, we're, we're praying for God's gracious presence with us. Secondly, we're praying for God's sure protection during the deadly attacks of Satan. Third, we are praying for God's good power and, and peace. Fourth, and finally, it's a petition that the Lord would faithfully fulfill his covenant promise that he gave to Abraham. Abram, in Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Let me read that again for us. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. God says this to Abram, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you, I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You know, we're still blessed recipients of God's blessing to Abram, blessing to the nations, blessing to covenant families, covenant children. We can indeed and and should pray. You know, it's, it's not wrong to pray. In fact, it's true to Scripture for us to say, God, bless us. Uh, but, but the challenge here for us is for us to be thinking about you know, exactly what we're praying for. You know, God bless this food, amen. Um, yeah, it, it's not an unscriptural prayer. You know, but we're praying for God's presence, his protection, his power, his covenant promises. We're, we're praying that we as a church, we as God's people, would be a blessing to the nations, all the families of the earth. Well, how does God use us today as Christians to bless others? Bless us so that we would be a blessing. Godly marriages and covenant families. uh, Those are a rare and endangered species today. And it's going to get harder in the days ahead. As we publicly gather together on the Lord's day to, to worship him believe it's a blessing to us, but we're, we're to be a blessing, a witness for Christ to others. And we're to go into our communities as his salt and light, to go to our schools, 
Yes, they do start tomorrow. I'm not trying to rain on anyone's parade. When we go to the workplace you know, with our government officials, wherever it might be, you know, we're, we're to, to be that blessing of, of the Lord to them. You know, for those of you who read through the Old Testament, you know, or have heard of the benediction at the close of uh, the worship service, you might hear a similar petition of prayer in Numbers chapter 6. It's called the Aaronic Benediction. Aaron was uh, the priest, the high priest, and we read this, Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. You know, God commands Aaron, you shall say to them, and then hear this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know, the, the Lord bless you, Aaron. The Lord bless God's people. The Lord bless you and keep you, guard you, protect you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. You know, it's not only the absence of warfare, but it's the abundance of a joyful faith in in Christ. So the petitions, God's grace, God's goodness, the, the third petition There is for God's glory. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. Lord, may I see you face to face. Don't don't hide your face from me. You know, don't don't turn away from me in anger. You know, that's our petition. Lord, may I see your your shining face, your radiant face, your glorious face. I believe we can pray that. Moses asked that of, of the Lord. Exodus chapter 33, verse 18, Lord, show me your glory. A bold prayer of faith. And Moses was granted a, a glimpse of, of God's glory. We know that God answers this prayer in Christ. We see God's glory in Christ. That was our our Advent theme, but hear it again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Really, we're praying that we would know God's gracious love for us in Christ. That we would know Christ's nearness, Christ's presence. That we would have peace with God through faith in Christ. You know, the scriptural certainty of God's grace, God's goodness, God's glory should motivate us to pray with fervent and faithful hearts. In his commentary on Psalms, David Dixon writes, It is safe to turn to God's offers, promises, and forms of blessing 
his people into prayers. Let me read that again. The, the, the language is a little bit difficult. It is safe to turn God's glory, God's offers, promises, and forms of blessing his people into prayers. And so take Psalm 67 verse 1 and pray it back to God. You know, if you're like me, and it, it still happens, um, you know, when I'm asked to pray unexpectedly, publicly, you know, sometimes even privately, you know, my, my tongue gets stuck in my mouth, we can't get the words out, our minds struggle to find the right words. And just a, a practical lesson here, um, you know, start with silent prayer private prayer, and then try praying aloud when you're all alone. Then pray with your family, especially fathers and mothers, and let your children hear you pray. That's how they're going to learn how to pray, as you pray. You model it before them. Uh, But most importantly here, for, for all of us, use the words of Scripture you know, as a method, a motivation for prayer. You know, pray Psalm 61 back to God. Let's say it again together. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. A gospel motivation for prayer. And third and finally, there, there's a gospel mission in prayer. A gospel method, a gospel motivation. Finally, a gospel mission in prayer there in Psalm 67, verse 2. You know, I believe it's almost uh, an answer to a question that's still being asked today. What, what's the mission of the church? You know, Lord, what do you call us to do as your church? Your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. You know, it's good that we gather together for for holy worship on on the Lord's Day. You know, it's good that we gather together for for Sunday school, for Bible studies uh, during the week. You know, but are, are we only called to worship the Lord, to study his word? I believe here scripture as well calls us to bear witness to God's grace, to God's goodness, the glorious work of Christ. We're called to make disciples of all nations as well as to grow in our faith knowledge and, and love for Christ. We're to proclaim scriptures to all. Verse 2 of Psalm 67, that your way may be known on earth. You know, God's way, God's will, God's word might be known on earth. You know, one of our chief prayers as Christians ought to be that God's chosen one, all those who inhabit this sinful and world, that they might know God's way. You know, again, that word know, it, it's not just a head knowledge. You know, it, it, it's a heart knowledge that they may love God's ways. 
May we pray that those who don't know Christ will one day come to know the saving love of God in Christ, the hope of new life in Christ. We can pray that the Lord would be pleased to use you and be pleased to use me in this gospel mission. A lot of things that we do that are important in this life. I'm not trying to diminish any of those. But one of the, the, the highest and holiest callings for all of us as Christians is to share the gospel. And here I'm preaching to myself as well. To be like Isaiah. God's call to Isaiah. You know, here am I, send me. May each one of us be prayerfully reading, studying, and then speaking the God's word to those without Christ in this world. That's God-ordained means of bringing the lost to saving faith in Christ. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. We're to proclaim scriptures to all. But then again, Psalm 67, verse 2, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Some translations say your saving health. You know, it's the root word there for, for salvation. You know, that, that God's Salvation. God's the author of that salvation. You know, it originates with God, but he graciously shares it, gives it to us in Christ. You know, salvation, God's sovereign plan to save sinners by the shed blood of Christ on the cross. That your saving power would be known among all nations. You know, stop and ponder that for a minute. All countries, all cultures, all ethnic groups, every tribe and nation. You know, think of the ministry of Christ, all those that that Christ touched with the gospel, all those that Christ, you know, shared, spoke the gospel truth to them. Healing lepers, you know, speaking to adulterous women. There was no one who was out of bounds with the gospel message. Calling Nicodemus the Pharisee uh, to be born again. Raising the dead and not just any dead person, but raising the son of the widow of Nain. Story all the children know, true gospel story. You know, finding Zacchaeus, the tax collector, you know, up up there in the tree. And then boldly, courageously inviting himself to dinner, you know, at Zacchaeus' house. And I believe Christ shared the gospel there with all of Zacchaeus' friends. You know, why did Jesus do that? Jesus knew his mission in life. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Luke 19.10.
Again, a commentator puts it this way, of Psalm 67, verse 2. This is David's supplication for the comforting and praise-producing spread of the gospel among Gentiles. I love that expression, praise-producing spread of the gospel among the Gentiles. You know, here at the start of 2019, I've made a few resolutions, like many of you. I'm not so bold to put them down in writing, but uh, eat healthier food. Uh, Lose a few pounds. Exercise more regularly. You know, a recommitment uh, to Bible study and to prayer. To share the gospel. You know, but as your pastor, let me encourage each one of us to take three scriptural steps here as you seek to grow in your love for Christ and your faithful gospel service. You know, close with these applications. One, you know, start your day by faithfully praising God. Well, you can make a cup of coffee along with that, but start your day by praising God. Use a good hymnal. Open your Bible to one of the Psalms. You know, praise God that he's a gracious God, a good God, a a glorious God who loves us in Christ. You know, don't rush through this. You know, take some time reflecting on that, rejoicing in that. Let, Let that start your day. Start your day by faithfully praising God. Secondly, pray for the spread of the gospel. Pray for the spread of the gospel here in St. Landry Parish in the USA and around the world, among all the nations. And that's a daunting task. So uh, to make it more accessible for all of us, uh, pray for one or two specific countries this year. And I'll let the Lord lay those upon your heart. You know, pray for China, churches being greatly persecuted there. Pray for Turkey. You know, we prayed for Andrew Brunson for for him to be released. Praise God, he did. But God's kingdom work is not yet done in Turkey. Continue to pray for Turkey. Pray for the Sudan. James and Stephanie Brinkerhoff, their ministry there. Pray for Japan. Jane Brinkerhoff, as she ministers there. Pray for Australia. Kevin and Marisol Gladding are serving the Lord now in Australia. Pray for Peru. Stuart and Meg Mills will be returning there shortly. I mean, that's just a to prime the pump. Third and finally, pray particularly for the salvation of one or two people that you know. Could be a family member, a friend, co-worker. Could be someone who worships with us on Sunday. Could be praying for the salvation of your spouse. You know, pray this, that they would know the, the hopelessness of life when we're living in sin without Christ. Pray that there would be a holy longing for the love of Christ. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. 
Pray that there would be a heartfelt repentance of sins and that they would humbly call upon God for forgiveness of sins. Pray that the Lord would use us as a church in that kingdom work of, of sharing the good news of the gospel, message of salvation. Use God's word, finally, as a prayer guide. For prayer in this year, 2019, and yes, until Christ comes again. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you. We thank you for the the truth of your word that we can uh, read with our eyes here, with our ears, and store it away in our hearts. And uh, Lord, as well, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. Lord, may we faithfully, gladly praise you in our prayers, for you are indeed a gracious God. But Lord, we pray as well that you would be pleased to use us as a church, be pleased to use each one of us uh, to share that, that good news of the gospel with those who are hurting and hopeless, those with, who are living without Christ and who need Jesus. May you be glorified as you bring them to saving faith in Christ. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.